Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hare. Hey. Garrett Price. How's it going? And we got Jared Wackerly back at the producer position. Hey. hey. The Wack is back. How hey. you guys been, man? Hey, good, yeah, man. Yeah. How about you? Couldn't pass up the opportunity to have a former quarterback at Akron to be uh, at the show when we're talking quarterbacks. The funny thing is, you know, we were even talking about the way up, and he was like, the p- position of all these I care about the least is the quarterback. I was <laughs> like, Jared, you're, you're a quarterback. Well, you know, it's because we play fantasy. Yeah. It's just much different. It is. So this is it. This is the kickoff of our, embrace it, though. of our annual rookie breakdowns. We're going to start off the quarterbacks this week, and then we will go on to the running backs the following week. That'll take two weeks to cut through, and then we will do the tight ends. Well, then we'll have a break of a slight intermission between yeah, the running backs. Free agents, right? Free agency. Free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do that. We're actually recording that next Saturday because I'll be in the Dominican Republic on Tuesday with the family. Spring break. Woo! Spring break! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like me, celebrating spring break with a 13 <laughs> and 10-year-old. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> it's all inclusive. It's gonna be Times great. have changed. Uh, and then we'll be doing running backs, tight, rise, uh, tight ends, wide receivers. Wide receivers last, yep. Yeah, so... Then it'll be an NFL draft breakdown. Can't wait. So we got a lot to get into. Uh, we will make sure that you have a lot of things covered here when it comes to the rookies. And of course, when it's all said and done, we will then give you an overall rank. This is not, we'll, we'll kind of give you uh, how we feel about them now. Uh, NFL draft will kind of dictate things here. With the quarterbacks, you know, we've come to the conclusion uh, a couple of years ago that we let the NFL draft kind of tell you which quarterbacks that you really need to get. That, so, I mean, that's going to form our opinion, I think, a lot, because a lot of these guys, you know, we don't know a lot of the stuff that goes on between guys' ears. Mm-hmm. The general managers obviously get a, a little bit more information than we do in that kind of respect. But, you know, it's like system fit and all that kind of stuff. It, it All that kind of stuff matters so much more to quarterbacks. So we do have to wait to see landing spots to really tell you, hey, I like this guy in this system. That kind of right. stuff does matter, I think, more than any other position. And you want that top 15, top 10 pick installation to what you want. Because yep. then they're guaranteed starts, right? They're mm-hmm. guaranteed opportunity. And we talk about it all the time. Even if you're a middling quarterback, a quarterback two, quarterback 18, 19, 20, you're still a top 50, top 70 overall fantasy football scorer. And right now, the quarterback market in Superflex leagues, it's not pretty. It's you not- know, and you're in a Superflex startup and you get past that first round right around the turn right there. Like, you're like, oh man, I hope I get Dak Prescott because after that, like, it falls off. It falls off pretty quickly. So the quarterback market right now in Superflex, it's dry. So everybody needs them. That's why this year, after Bijan Robinson, and if you want to take one of these guys over Bijan, say you want to take Stroud, Young, or Anthony Richardson over Bijan Robinson at one one, I would say you should just trade back uh, out of one one and get a little bit more of a haul. But like, I don't hate that because quarterbacks trump all in Superflex. So like. You'll, you'll see some other analysts, some other dynasty analysts will say, hey, you know, I got to take Jackson Smith and Jigba here. But if Will Levis goes top 10, you have to take Will Levis over Jackson Smith and Jigba. And sometimes you'll end up with Zach Wilson and it might not pan out. But other times you're going to end up with Justin Herbert and you're going to end up with uh, even Daniel Jones, right? It doesn't always pan out, but those are gambles you have to take because in Superflex, if you don't have the quarterback, you're going to have a much harder time getting that championship. And that's our, our big end goal here, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to get that championship ca- caliber player and the quarterback is going to propel you to that championship. 
Hundred percent, man. They're difference makers. So you, we'll always see on this show. We're like, you know, Bijan's a special talent. We'll be talking about him soon, and I would take Bijan one one. But the big thing too, like, just because Bijan, you'll see other analysts. You'll see this a lot on Twitter, where some analysts will be like, "Oh, if you have the one one in your super flex class, uh, the running back's not. He's not the answer. He's not your savior." And you're right. You're right. The running back's not the long term solution. But Bijan's so special. Once you draft him. Either one, you can trade out the one one, or once you draft him, he's going to be a blue chip player that you can now trade for the proven quarterback, right? right. Like you can go out and get the proven guy. Well, and and also we, you and I were talking about it before the even the, the show even started. You don't want to miss early in your draft. No. You miss early in your draft, it really sets you back, and so that's why you know Bijan does get elevated to that spot because he's such a difference maker, but he's also so safe. Exactly. And why you don't trick? Yes, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I love him. He's my wide receiver one. Um, I, I feel pretty confident about being a solid fantasy producer. But if the quarterback hits, if you hit Will Levis or Bryce Young and he hits, or Anthony Richardson and he hits, well, if Anthony Richardson hits, you can go get anybody you want at receiver. You know, the, if Anthony Richardson hits, you're go, you can go get A.J. Brown, right? Like Save him for the next show. We'll save, save, for the we'll next save show. it. We'll talk about it. But if, likes him. If, <laughs> Possibly. If the quarterback hits, you don't have to worry about the rookie that you drafted hidden. You can go get the player that's proven. If you want Chris Olave, you can go get him. You want Garrett Wilson, you can go get him with a proven quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody likes to give up those players, but everybody wants a young quarterback. I got Garrett Wilson today. I, I saw that there. trade. You I did saw that trade. Did you guys like that? Was that was that the Traylon Burks? And, yeah, Traylon Burks in one hundred eight and a one QB league for Garrett Wilson. Hundred percent. I, like I love it. Yes. I got. I, I got. I got Saquon uh, last night too. I made a trade too. One, one QB gave a one twelve a twenty four first and twenty four second got DeAndre Hopkins and Saquon. I like that. And I'm back-to-back champs. Back-to-back. About to go try. I'm about to be like, Good luck. About to be like Jared with his kids. Three-peat. Three-peat. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, before we get into these rookie breakdowns. I have, I have some data on, on first-round quarterbacks just real quick before we okay. get into that. Um, so in year, so in their first three years in the league, first-round quarterbacks produce a hit. And a hit is considered a top-12 finish at the quarterback position at roughly 46%. So kind of piggybacking off what you guys said, we're looking for first-round quarterbacks. And then as you dig deeper into non-top-10 picks at the quarterback position, 85% of them fail to hit in their first three three years. So we're really looking for top-10 guys. So it's top-10 draft capital. Yeah, okay. that's, that's the cutoff for this data set. Nice. And that makes sense because if you go outside the top-10, then you're not you're much riskier. You're talking like sure. Jason Campbell. And, and if multiple quarterbacks go within the top 10, there are some like arbitrage opportunity. Cause like we can pick and choose like who we like better within that. If there's sure. four of them that go typically the guy with will. the later ADP is a better chance. You get better value from targeting that guy or trading Cause back it, because it's from a better team. No, not that, but like any quarterback, if you just put them all together, like they're all equal four quarterbacks. If you're going to take the guy late, that's going later in the draft. They still oh, have the same later odds in your at rookie draft. Yeah, they still have the same odds of producing a hit, technically. But and, and by selecting a quarterback in the top ten, you're literally drafting the most insulated dynasty prospect you possibly get. Mm-hmm. If they don't do anything that first year, they don't look great. They don't lose a lot of value. Mm-hmm. So even if you're out, you could still trade those players and get back up another high draft pick. Uh, into your draft class. So it's a very well insulated position. It's a very, uh, it's a proven position. that's going to get lots of opportunity. If you're in a top 10, you're going to get probably two to three years. I mean, you you talk about guys that are our top 10 picks. What about guys that 
people move up for and give multiple picks to. I mean, like the Jordan Loves and the um, the Trey Lances, uh, they are super insulated. They've done absolutely nothing, but they're still getting opportunities three, three and four years later, and they really haven't shown anything in the NFL. Well, the Aaron Rodgers news, to this day, you can get a tw- right now you could probably get a 24 first or a 23 first for Jordan Love. Hasn't right. done a single thing. Right. People still love Trey Lance. He still goes really high in he these does. super flex startup drafts. Like they right. love him. Why? Because they gave up so much to give him. And they're exactly. like, wait till he gets his opportunity. Exactly. So if you're out from Trey Lance, like you're real worried, he's still insulated. You can still get a high 23 pick in this draft class. And you had him for two years. And he, and he's, and, and you know, for dynasty, they're insulated because the NFL teams are still held, holding on to hope that they're still going to get something out of these right. guys. Cause they've given up so much, you know, so much of their assets to get them. So for all this film that we watch, uh, we watch it in the dynasty nerds film room. Yep. And what we have there is we have a library of every rookie that's in this draft class. Some rookies that are going to be out in next year's class as well, but we have every rookie that's going to come out here and play. And we have anywhere from three to 10 games on each player. A lot of all 22 film is in there as well. So if you want to see what we see, that's where we watch it. And Mm -hmm. when we break down these players, um, we do it over two shows. We have the nerd hurt show, which is our subscriber base and the free show. Uh, We do this to get through all the prospects and, you know, to help pay for our development of all our tools. So if you want to get in there and watch the film, if you want to hear our complete breakdowns on every player, if you want to have access to the dynasty GM, which is an amazing tool. I literally had somebody write me, uh, write our group, our league the other day. He's like, wow, I haven't been in the GM in a couple of weeks or in like a month. He's like, I went on there. He's like, I literally thought my team was okay. And now looking at it from a bird's eye view compared to the rest of the league, I need to blow this up. I'm ranked 11th out of 12th and the GM's right. I need to blow this up. He would have had no idea his team was in such bad shape. It's a person I traded. I got Saquon off um, for two firsts and I got nuke. Um, I give a two first and a second for nuke and Saquon. Your team does suck. Trade me your best players. (laughs) (laughs) He's blowing it up, which he should. And it was, because the GM helped him. So if you want access to the Dynasty GM, if you want to hear all the episodes, you want the nerd score, which is a proven uh, hit where Jared Garrett and uh, another writer, right? No, it's just, just the two the, of us. Them two break we, down the film. We, we kind of tried to add this illusion for a while, but it's, it's me and Jared. Okay. <laughs> if you want access to everything that Dynasty Nerds have for a full year, like a full year subscription, right now we're offering the best uh Bang for your buck that we've ever offered in the history of Dynasty Nerds over the last nine years. You can get an entire year subscription for everything that we offer for $10. Now, our year-long subscription usually goes for $70. A year-long subscription for $10. All you have to do is go to Underdog Fantasy, download the app, and deposit $10, and use the promo code NERDS. If you use the promo code NERDS, you will get emailed a promo code that will give you a free year of everything we have to offer at Nerd. So if you've been curious about, like, you've been listening to podcasts, you enjoy the podcast, but you're like, you know what? I'm not paying $70. I'm not paying a cup of coffee a month. They get all your tools and whatnot. I don't know. I don't need to see it. $10 full year. You're paying literally less than a dollar a day to check it out and give it a chance and see if it's for you. If you play Dynasty, I promise it's for you. Go to Underdog, download the app, put in that promo code. And what is Underdog? It's it's a place where you play best ball leagues. I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Literally, once my season's over and they open up the leagues, I join a slow draft. Once that draft ends, I usually do about $25 leagues. Once that draft ends, I join another one. And I do this all the way until August. I have five, I have five so far. 
because I love it so much. So it's you draft your team like you would any other team. No waivers, no weekly lineups decision because it's best ball. You just draft your best players and they're automatically started for you each and every single week. So underdogs don't let you draft your fantasy team in minutes with their like nice, easy app, right? Like it's very slick. It's very nice. They offer tons of different best ball leagues. You know, we, we mentioned last week, our buddy Pat Coran won $2 million, $2 million in the best Huge, ball tournament. Just a little bit. Um, so... And I love it for dynasty players because right now, when you're ahead on the rookies, that's where you find the value in these best ball drafts, right? Like you're going to get the Devin A. Chains, the Zach Charbonnets over guys that are drafting players that like are nobodies, right? Like or Tyler Algiers or somebody like that that just could be replaced by one of these running backs. 100%. So sign up right now. Use the promo code NERDS. Not only are we going to get a free year, but they're also going to deposit your initial deposit up to $100. So right now, get in there. You're going to get so much for $10. Huge deal, man. There's and you're going to use Underdog and win some more money and do some best exactly. ball drafts. There'll be a link in the show notes, too. So, in case so you... Check yeah. it out. Click it. And, right. Rich, you're you're going to be hosting a best ball draft, and I'm going to shoot out an email to everybody that's signed up. We have all your email addresses. Uh, we'll, we'll send out the invite link to all of you. It'll be first come, first serve. But yes. uh, we're going to keep doing that. And Every week. We're going to keep track of who, who got entered, and once you are into a league... Uh, we're going to remove remove your name from the invite list, and then we're just going to keep going. So your name will stay in the pool. But nice. if you do join that nerd herd, we're posting drafts all the time in our Discord. So You get access to Discord. And Jared did mention we will get access <coughs> to playing a best ball league with Matt, mm-hmm. myself, or Jared. Uh, Jared. Jared. He comes uh, one week too. and you forget my name. I know. I'm hosting it too. So every, sing, every single week we will take some of you to promo code nerds and we'll get you into a league uh, with us and play some best ball. I love it. I do it all the time. I, literally, I've been using underdog since first it was draft and it got bought by NBC. Then he started Underdog. I've been using it since the first day it launched. I love this partnership because it's something I truly believe in. I, I, I have so much fun playing. Got bought by Fandle. But, um, and then I shut it down. If you are a Nerd Herd member, you do get something too. We're giving you're, we're sending you guys t-shirts. So you'll also get an email to sign up a Google form. And we're going to ship you guys Dynasty Nerds t-shirts. So Oh, yeah. If you're already a Nerd Herd member, like, oh, what do we get? We're going to send you the most comfortable t-shirt in the world. So and good. we'll get you the colors we can get you. Whatever, if you put a, you have a, on a sheet a preference of what color they want? I don't, no. Okay. Well, if you have a favorite team, you can put a preference on there. We can't guarantee we can fulfill it. If we I didn't know what you had. <laughs> we'll give you a comment. Well, check, check out what we have on the site. You can yeah. look at the site beforehand. We have a blue team. We have a red team. We've got a lot of teams. We've got like 17 teams. So that's it. Let's get into these rookies. We've talked too much <clears> about uh, Underdog, but it's such a great opportunity if you're using that promo code nerds to get a free year. Totally. You got, and what do you hear what I got to say about well, who's on the next show? Anthony Richardson, right? And CJ Stroud. Yes, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. You have to just join to hear what I got to say about Anthony Richardson. It's very important you do. It's very important you (laughs) do. The utmost importance. All right. All right. So let's get started, right? Let's get started. First guy up, um, Bryce Young, measured in at a whopping five foot 10, 204 pounds, nine and three quarter inch hands. So um, he didn't do any of the other like kind of drills or anything like that. So we don't have any uh, shuttle numbers or anything like that. 40 times. He is 21 years old. He was uh, born in July. How much does he weigh? 204. That's bull crap. <laughs> uh, I, I, from what I hear, he, he, he bulked up to 204. Yeah, I know kind of buffets are running in yeah. Indianapolis, but they had to be some good ones because there's 0% chance Bryce Young weighs 204. 
Zero percent in the games that we what, watched. What was the movie where the he, guy's like weighing in for his boxing match and he has like a Twinkie wrapped inside like Wonder Bread or something and he's like shoving it in his mouth as he's weighing in. Bricks in his pocket or anything like yeah, that? No. Yeah. Uh, I think it was something like that. If he's not like those fishermen that were caught in like Ohio, oh, there's yeah. swallowing those metal, pu- I'll, I'll poop them out. <laughs> yeah, like that's time. Oh, oh, so Bryce those, are, those are award-winning fish right there. <laughs> Bryce Young is a fascinating prospect. So he's one of these guys in the Devi circles. He was a highly regarded prospect. He got to play pretty early on, started as a sophomore uh, at, at Alabama. And all he did was, was produce. I mean, mm-hmm. all he did was produce. I get it. The size is not ideal in the least. We're talking about one of the smallest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. He's five foot ten and an eighth. I forgot the eighth. An eighth. Give you got to give him I'm every little Lord. bit. I bet he let his feet callous up a lot to get that eighth of an inch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, he is. How do you make your How do you make your feet callous I, up? I don't know. Walk on hot rocks. Not get pedicures. Bricks all day. Yeah, <laughs> that would wear him down. Run, right. Run on pavement. Eventually they would call us. Yeah, there. you're right. Eventually. Eventually. You got to start early. Yes. <laughs> this was a long-term plan. This was Botox? Right. I don't know. Botox. <laughs> Isn't his feet are so those, swollen? Those lip injections. <laughs> he goes to the, Not a single wrinkle <laughs> in those feet. Bryce, you want us to make your lips bigger? No, no. Put them in my heels and in in the balls of my feet. It's going to be some inserts, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I heard about some guys that they would like have this thing where they would get their legs broken and then like extended. Yeah, and that's all a that real stuff. thing. They break your bones. They put metal rods in there to totally, uh, make them longer. So, what yeah. do you guys think about Bryce Young? <laughs> We're getting, so, we're so, getting there, man. So he was, he was one of these. stuff, Jared. Quite, this is why I'm here. That's why I'm back. Yeah, yeah, shut yeah, the yes. hell up. Get back to the prospect. <laughs> go, go back home. <laughs> so so he he is. He's one of these guys that in Debbie circles, you know, we have these quarterbacks that kind of come out of nowhere during mm-hmm. the season. This was not one of those guys. He's always been regarded as one of the most talented prospects. He's always been looked at as an elite passer of the football. And watching his tape, he is. Like, he is a very good passer. He can hit long range, short range, intermediate, doesn't matter. He can he can make all of the throws. He obviously had a lot of winning games at Alabama. So there's a lot of things on the surface that to, to like about Bryce Young. But all of these prospects that we're going to talk about, even the, the biggest name ones like Bryce, there's all warts with all of them. None of them are these perfect, complete prospects. And for him, it's really going to come down to size. If he had come in at six foot two, which obviously he wasn't, but if he had come in at six foot two, 215 pounds, I think we this would easily be it's Bryce Young. He's the guy. He can do it all. But he's not. And so there are some very real concerns about, you know, can he withstand the wear and tear of, of, of the NFL beating. So I think that's going to be the big question. Um, but we're, we're talking about a guy that's thrown for, for nearly 5,000 yards at times. So, I mean, he is a legit passer of the football, but can he make it happen at the NFL level? We're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, he's a very well accomplished, you know, player 2021 Heisman winner. And that year he set a record at Alabama with 4,872 passing yards, 47 touchdowns. Um, Went on, went on the following year. Numbers went down uh, did, last right, year, did. only 33-28 uh, at yards. Uh, a few less yards. games, too, though. But, you know, two-time All-American, Maxwell Award winner, uh, left Alabama second in career passing yards, uh, second in touchdowns. He did this all in two years. Had a really good coaching and uh, offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, who's now with the Patriots, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. 
He played in a pro-style offense. He can read defenses, moves in the pocket really, really well, uh, shows really good anticipation. Um, some big-time fourth-quarter comebacks, which means a lot as well, you know, to have the be able to stay in the pocket and bring that, your I mean, team back. I mean, that's the NFL game right there. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you have to be able to do that to win games in the NFL and just be a quarterback. And, and don't get me wrong, he's not, like, a crazy athlete, but he's, he's mobile. He good is point. able to get out and make it, stuff happen. He, at college, he was mobile. Mm-hmm. Um Good poise. But we're not expecting him to be a running quarterback. At the oh, no. Maybe. I'm not at my cons yet. Yeah. Uh, uses his eyes well. Uh, has that quick release. Very accurate. Shows the football smart. Improvises really well, hence the fourth quarter yep. comebacks yeah, there. Sure. Um, really good moving behind the line of scrimmage and making things happen. And, I mean, even though he's short in college, only had one ball batted down at the line of scrimmage, which is good. My concerns. Size. It's not just his height. Like I said, this dude does not weigh 204 pounds. He, he, did, not, he did not play at he 204. He did that day. He weighed 204 pounds at the combine. He, he didn't do any of the workouts, which is always a red flag for me when guys don't even do anything. I mean, I know they're quarterbacks, but but I mean, when, you, when you're going to the combine and you're, you're all of a sudden weighing in at something that you don't look like you've played at and then you don't do any of the drills, none of the running, none, none of the it anything. It almost discounts the weight completely. It discounts the weight for me. Like I'm like, yeah. all right, you just you just put on phony weight and, yeah. and it's bad weight and you're going to you're gonna drop that weight. Which, gonna, which, by the way, quite a few running backs did that this year even though they didn't weigh in well. So I'm really concerned about some of those guys when we get to the running back. Look at Bryce's pitcher next to Kyler when Kyler's 207. Right. He's clearly 17 pounds. Just completely than. different body build. Yeah, so he's about 190. So that... When you talk about, like, these quarterbacks that are smaller, right, like the Russell Wilsons, the Kyler Murrays, they're, they're stouter, right? They're they're thicker. They're, they're more muscle there. You know, with Bryce, he's not that way. He's skinny. He's five foot ten and eighth. That's a huge concern with me because these guys in the NFL, like, Mark, Michael Parsons can hit Bryce Young so hard, his kids will come out with welts. Like, that's how, like, that's how, like, fragile he Miles could be, Garrett. right? Miles Garrett <laughs> can, like, literally break Miles him. Miles Garrett standing next to that dude. Like, he could with, literally put him in his graveyard. Yeah. Dude, so, like, <laughs> seriously. Like, and I'm sorry, like, I am sorry that that is a concern for me. Is it's Bryce physics. Young a really good quarterback? Yes. Like, and I hope to God he doesn't go the Colts because, you know, the Colts, which I don't think he'll go the Colts, but if he does, like, the Colts gave up the second most sacks in the NFL last year. They gave up 60 sacks compared to, like, the Falcons, Texans, and Panthers. All three of them gave up only 17. So with Bryce Young, that has to be a concern for you. They has to be somewhere on your mind because you're hoping he could turn into the one outlier we've seen uh, for a guy who's not as thick possibly is, like, Drew Brees, right? Like, Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen, and he made it work. But we're talking about, like, a guy. Right, because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not using Russell Wilson. I'm not using Kyler Murray as examples. They're thicker than him, and it, and that means something. Twenty pounds means something. This is a quarterback that got hurt, his shoulder hurt, just getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. So when we have these big NFL defensive linemen. They can hurt him. You mentioned his arm. To me, his deep ball, it's meh. To me, yeah, it's I, meh. And if you look at his numbers outside the numbers and deep balls, like his like his numbers drop drastically there. So so this was something that I was going to note. I haven't gotten around to like kind of giving my spiel, but I know that you know the the perception out there is this he's super accurate. He there were off target throws. Sure. And, and a few too many for me to be like, oh, this guy's ultra accurate. You know, sometimes it's a miscommunication be, between, you know, the quarterback and wide receiver. So it's hard to judge from just watching the film who was who was right, who was wrong, because you're not you're not always seeing the whole picture literally when you're watching it, when you're watching film. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't know the stats that you had read off just now. You told that to us like before before mm-hmm. the show here. 
And I think that makes sense. I think that in my brain um, kind of helps to explain some of the off-target throws that I've seen. And I'm going to have to go watch, I I think, all the the games that I already watched. I'm going to watch them again and then watch them through that lens and make sure some of the off throw off off target throws and see if they're outside the numbers. Cause I, I my, my suspicion is that is going to be the majority of where they were. Cause I, I, in my brain, I had already noted downfield wasn't, yeah. wasn't great. You know, as far as accuracy, now I'm going to have to watch again and, and see outside the Pay numbers. attention. Anything 20 yards downfield and anything outside the numbers, his accuracy slips. Because to me, I had already written down, you know, kind of in my final notes that, is this guy, you know, I, got, I have some questions about him. I, I like a lot of, of things, you know, size is obviously going to be everyone's first question. But my other one is, is he just like a distributor? Like one of these guys that operates in the middle of the field and the defense can really just kind of well, ignore those it, outside areas and the deep stuff. Cause that, that can congest a lot of stuff and make it hard to run the ball and all sorts of stuff for the offense. I don't have as many concerns as you guys do with the down the field. I, I didn't see as many that I was overly concerned with where it was severe under throws or um, things like that. They weren't over, they were just off target throws for me. Sure. Sure. And that's, a, I want to use the word severe. Like it's right. not like terrible, but it, you'll see it's a drastic switch. But like I do he think- dominate it's a short intermediate in the middle. But I do think that there is a difference between guys like Levis and Stroud and Richardson where they have much stronger arms, I would say, yeah. overall, where it looks easy for them to do some of those things. One one positive, um, and I was going to wait and see if anybody talked about it, but one positive that I do really want to make sure that I know on Bryce Young is he is a highly, highly intelligent player by all mm-hmm. accounts. Yep. Very much. They so. would talk about how quickly he could read defenses, and you can see that. You can see how quickly he can read things, get through his progressions quickly, which is a very, very important trait for the next level. It is. And they would talk about how they would give him the scouting report for the upcoming team on Sunday. And by Monday morning, every time he would have all these notes, all these questions, all like he had everything more or less mastered by the time that he would come in on Monday morning. So shows his, his intelligence level to be able to do that and process that quickly, but also his, his work ethic to make sure that he can get all that prepared. And all that's fantastic. And all that's next level stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's, that's stuff he's going to need to carry over and he's going to need to be, he's going to need to be extra. You know what I mean? At his size, he has to be extraordinary mm-hmm. in a lot of, of different ways for him, you know, to succeed at the NFL level. I just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not hundred percent sold that he can do that quite yet. Sure. I, I do have some more film to watch. I, I'm not like out on him by any, by any stretch, but I'm not ready to say, Hey, this guy is going to be a, fantasy difference maker and sure. that and that's where i have a hard time like how even if he is still like able to operate as an nfl quarterback does he do anything like exceptional where he's going to be like this off the off the charts quarterback for fantasy purposes because he's not going to give you anything in the running game in the nfl exactly where i was going to finish my statement was the one concern about bryce young if bryce young finds success not surprised in the least bit in the least bit, the guy's super talented, uh, very ac- very, very accurate, very smart. Mm-hmm. But will will the limitations he has limit his fancy production? You can't have this guy run. He'll 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 be deceased. Like he just he can't run. Um, his kappa was you know, detained. Now, grant like guys like Devontae Smith, but like, he'll be a chain mover runner. Like he'll be a chain mover. Yes. And, and, and like Kyler Murray does. Like he tries to run safe. And yeah. he's like really, I mean, he's really good at navigating the pocket and all sorts of everything around him. Like so I, is like so I think he's going to be able to, I think he's going to be able to get some good yards where, where things are breaking down in front of him and he can just like kind of sneak out and find a lane and, and, seven, and, yards. and get yeah. seven, eight yards. But he, that's not going to get you, that's not going to move the needle for fantasy purposes. That's great for your NFL team. That's great for moving the chains and having these nice, long, sustained drives and stuff like that. But from uh, a fantasy standpoint, I just, he's going to have to be 
except he's gonna have to be the Drew Brees to be like. And, and I will say guys. this, and with all of this being said, I think for fantasy purposes, his ceiling is probably the lowest of these four. Yes, I think he has the lowest ceiling. I think he has a very high floor, but I think he has a low ceiling. Yeah, an NFL starter, but yeah, I mean, ceiling's limited, floor safe as well. I I would be very happy. So, uh, full clarity, I have my four the, uh, the top five quarterbacks. I have my me personally, I have it ranked: C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker. Those are my five guys that I would rank them in that order. Mm-hmm. And and with Richardson, I'll tell you why I have him as my one B. And I'll tell you why I have C.J. Stroud as my one A. It's in the next next episode. But if I had Bryce Young, so I would go you know B. John Robinson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce, uh, Anthony Richardson. And then at four, I'm taking Bryce Young. That's assuming those four top guys are like top 10 picks, right? Assume they're top 10 picks. Yeah. Anthony Richardson's got to go in the top 10. Right. To get him into this category, he has to go top 10. I assume he will after mm-hmm. that combine, everything I'm hearing. If I was at 1-4 and Bryce Young's on the clock, and the person who has 1-1, one, one, and it, like, and this is a situation where their team is really bad, and I know that Bryce Young's not going to make a difference on there, and I can get maybe 2-1, two, two, and their first next year, so they can get Bryce Young or say they love Will Levis, I would make that trade. To put me in position to get Caleb Williams uh, or, worst case, get like Drake May or Marvin Harrison Jr. and mm. get 2-1 and still get a quality player, I would make that trade. You're talking about Superflex, obviously. Superflex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let everybody know when we're talking quarterbacks, it's always Superflex. Right. Because if in a 1QB, I'm taking Anthony Richardson first. Yeah. Because I'm shooting for the same. That's actually a question I was going to ask if you guys don't mind it divert the conversation real quick. Like how does your strategy change from taking quarterbacks in one QB versus super flex? Obviously you take quarterbacks earlier in super flex drafts, but like the type of profile of the quarterback position that you would target ceiling means everything. So Bryce young drop like in, in super flex and one QB Bryce young drops for me because like Garrett mentioned, the ceiling's on a high Anthony Richardson, his ceiling's so high, and if he's top 10, like, he's so insulated with his rushing ability, right. like, I'm taking him number one overall because he's going to give me – I don't care if it's even short-lived. Like, if he's out of the NFL in four years, you're, I don't even care. You're not taking him one, one overall. Number no. one quarterback overall. The first quarter. But, like, I'd be okay with taking him – like, which I don't like taking quarterbacks in the first round. I'd be okay with taking Anthony Richardson in, like, 112. In a 1QB. I probably would, too. <sighs> so it changes for me. Yeah, in, in I, that's QB. a bit early for me Um, in a 1QB. Even I mean, just – I said maybe. Yeah, that's a bit early for me, but I but I get the I get the concept and I'm on board for that because that is the difference for me as well. Uh, one QB league, you, you're everyone's got a quarterback. Everyone's got a pretty good quarterback yep. for the most part. So there's no sense in getting just another okay quarterback. You shoot for the moon and you just keep rotating those guys in the background until you you hit again. You want mm-hmm. Justin? You want right. Justin? Josh Allen? Justin Herbert? Right. Pat Mahomes? Does you want that? Yep. You know, like if you had Justin Fields last year in a one QB, like you're riding pretty. So I want that. And that's what Anthony Richardson. And, and for, and for a long time, the, you know, the league was, you were trying to find that pocket passer. Those were the guys that were going to maybe throw 50 mm-hmm. touchdowns in, in a year. That, that, that is the past. Like you got to get the guys with the rushing upside and the passing upside. Now it's for it to be like a huge fantasy success. Yeah. So that's why you just keep shooting for those kind of guys that, Hey, maybe they got a wart. Maybe they're not super accurate or maybe their accuracy is inconsistent, but they're good with their legs. And, and, and if they get drafted high, you go shoot for the moon on, on one of those guys because the NFL guys figure they can fix you well, know the issues with the inconsistencies. And, and and to show how, you know, we, we talked about how we do let the NFL draft and different things like give us that value of where we want these guys and different things like that. But we, we're still talking about, you know, the the third and fourth quarterbacks still keep an eye on those guys because you, you just mentioned Mahomes and Allen and Herbert. 
none of those guys were the first quarterbacks for rookie drafts. None of them. Right. You know, and the, the guy that most people would have next, Jalen Hurts, definitely wasn't. Justin Fields. You know, Justin Fields wasn't. Like, a lot of the top quarterbacks aren't always the the one one in Superflex, aren't always the top quarterbacks. So that's why we've got to, you know, we've still got to take shots on these guys, even if they're the third or the fourth quarterback in their class. I mean, Justin Herbert, first round. Justin Herbert was, I, you know, a lot of people were laughing at me when I was drafting him 10th mm-hmm. overall in the first round, like, of Superflex drafts. But he ended up being, you know, an elite fantasy, an season. elite guy. Yeah, people left me because I was training up the one five to go get Justin Herbert. Right. That's why I have so many shares. Right. So that's great, Bryce Young. Let's move on to our second uh, prospect, our sleeper quarterback of the week. Sleeper, the number one <laughs> fantasy hosting platform out there right now. Check them out, sleeper. You know what I like to sleep in? Levi's. Um, <laughs> the next guy, Will, Will <laughs> Levis, not Levi's. Well, why, why do I imagine you sleeping with Levi's on, but you also like have a cowboy hat over your eyes. You got to dip in. You got like that. That was the picture I just had. An accurate photo. I mean, that's exactly how I sleep. So that makes sense. I wear uh, cowboy sli- cowboy boot slides. All right. So Will, Will Levis. Cowboy Crocs. <laughs> Never in my life will I have Crocs on my feet. Um, c- quarterback, Kentucky, six foot four, 229 pounds. He had. 10 and 5 eighths inch hands. Jeez, oh man. Um, also didn't do much running. He did a broad jump, 124 inches. La- uh, he's 23 years old, so a little bit of older prospect. Last year, he had 2,406 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and uh, not a great rushing total, negative uh, 107, because in college. Uh, in college, they, they count sacks. sacks against so dumb. your rushing total, which is pretty stupid. Year four, 376 yards rushing. So he can rush and... That's one of his better attributes. Yeah, actually has yeah. shown it, it pretty nicely. And to be fair with Will Levis, he played hurt all year. Yep. So he had the turf toe, which is That's hard. bad. I mean, That's he got harsh. the turf toe after like week... Uh, Week uh, five games in the season, he got the turf toe. He's throwing the freshman all year, too. Yeah, he had multiple injuries. He had the ankle, the shoulder, dislocated uh, finger, the turf toe, which he had to work with all year. So, because in 2021, his PFF grade was 90.6. Last year, 68.6. What was around him, the freshman, which are, are high quality freshmen. Yeah. But freshman it, nonetheless. The turf toe, the shoulder injury, the dislocated finger, the freshman, it hurt him in 21. Mm-hmm. 22. 22. Yeah. So. What year is it, Madam Rich? What year is it? 21, they had Wendell Robinson. So, he originally signed with Penn State. Then he transferred to uh, Kentucky. This is a prospect that has... He's very intriguing, right? So this is a guy. This is a guy that has great NFL size and a very strong arm with a very quick release. I mean, this guy could put the ball anywhere on the field. Play in a pro style offense, can make those strong throws while on the move too. So he's really impressive when he's on the move as well, still making those strong throws. And this is somebody with his size can run into the end zone. He has um in twenty one, he had five hundred and sixteen rushing yards total. Without without the without, without the, the sacks. sacks, okay. Um, I, I saw him put the ball in some really tight windows. His career completion percentage sixty four point nine percent. Last year's tape, it's a little again, it's a little funny. But if if you watch his twenty one tape, some of it, it is better than his twenty two tape. But this was a guy that uh, that also, according to PFF, twenty two five percent of his throws were behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, so that's a lot of behind the line. A lot of screens. Sixty five percent completion percentage. Uh, his pocket presence is okay. His accuracy needs to be better. 
But I mean, a lot of his, I feel like a lot of his issues are his lower body mechanics. Like his feet aren't like perfectly great. And if you could fix that, which, you know, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks lately been fixed. And, and I feel like a, a lot of, trend. yeah, a lot of the time it is the footwork. That's, that's all screwed up. Their feet under, aren't underneath them and they don't have a solid base. They're throwing all, all these weird platforms and everything like that. And, and he, that's the one thing he is. He's consistently inconsistent and he could do a much better job. I think with ball placement as well, like leading mm-hmm. his receivers mm-hmm. and, you know, putting it in a place where they can have yards after the catch and stuff like that. So he does have some things to work on in that area, but footwork was a thing that I had written down as he needs to clean this up. He's got some work to do here. So hopefully, you know, this is a case where this is one, this is one of those, one of the cases where, you know, you clean up the footwork and it kind of travels up and, and the accuracy and kind of consistency comes, comes with it. His decision-making sometimes makes some questionable decisions, uh, 25 interceptions, 17 fumbles he had in college, uh, doesn't lead his receivers all the time. Like he doesn't anticipate as well you want as you want him to. Struggle in the red zone this year. Took too, way too many sacks. Like you said, his, his rushing numbers were down. He had ten sacks, four interceptions in the red zone. Um, now he was pressured thirty five percent of the time when he dropped back. I think it was like the second well, most in his class. That was now. that was one of the biggest things I want to talk about is the difference between and we talk about the weapons, but the difference between his offensive line his junior year versus his offensive line his senior year drastic difference and we know that that's huge for Mm -hmm. the entire offense you know being able to have time to throw being able to actually you know do stuff in the um the play action game and things like that like he needed to have that time and he just didn't but there were there were a lot of things like i mean when we're talking about measurables he's he's got the measurables he's got the size he's got the build he's got the look he's got the he he looks like a quarterback. He's got a gun too. He does. He's and absolutely, and it's and it's really quick. Yep, and it's really smooth. It's 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 different. It is. His release is. It really sounds different. different. It looks different. It's. Yeah. It I've is never quick. seen it's any. I've word. never seen anything like his his throwing motion. Yes, it's it is it is very it's like very a flick. It is. It yeah. is. It it comes out very naturally. So he's got a lot of those raw tools that you look for in a quarterback. But the opposite of what I saw in Bryce, it took him a little bit longer to get through his progressions at times. It took him a little bit longer to press, uh, process things. Sometimes things would just happen a little bit slower than you wanted it to. Not that he can't improve in that area, but he's got to clean up some of his. He's got to clean up his eyes and, and how quickly he's, he's seeing the field. And that's that's worrisome, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, going from the, going from Kentucky to the NFL, if you're if you're processing slowly there, I mean. Hopefully, the the hope is that you can get faster at that stuff because he does have a quick release, like super fast, super fast. So you know, like maybe that gives him that little extra bit of time to process because he can get get rid of the bill the ball so quickly. But you you need to have that cleaned up. That needs to be quicker. That needs to be faster in the NFL, not slower. And, and there's some parts of me that thinks like, okay, he's dealing. He, he's got these freshman receivers. He's got a terrible offensive line. He's dealing with this turf toe shoulder injury and. Um, you know, dislocated finger, like is all this just like in his head mm-hmm. for 2022. And, but cause it, when I watch him, I see like, a, I see what he could be like the next Justin Herbert. That's what I see. Like for a ceiling wise, sure, like, totally. he, yep. he could be Justin Herbert. When you're seeing somebody do a rope 50 yards downfield, right on the chest of, uh, of a player needs coaching. Like, like Garrett said, when we start, a lot of people have warts here. He's got warts. Why he's my fourth rated quarterback. But if he gets drafted in the top 10, He's I'm taking him top five my Superflex startup because he could beat Justin Herbert. He That's be, what he could be. I, I have I have the question in my notes. Is he gonna like I don't know what he's gonna be yet. 
I don't know if he's going to be Justin Herbert, you know, Josh Allen, that type of guy with Jameis Winston, or or is he going to be like Carson Wentz? You know what I mean? Like flash yeah. a little bit, but have too many turnovers. Never kind of get it all pulled together. Has red hair. Has red hair. Jake Locker. And then all of, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, it just it just never comes together for him. And he bounces around for a little bit, but then he's out of the league. Like that. Yeah. Those are the outcomes I see for a guy like Will Levis. I don't know which one. I don't know which which fork in the road he's going to take. Is he going to put in the work? Is he going to become, you know, is he going to master all the footwork that he needs mm-hmm. to do? Is he going to start speeding up that processor and really dig in and learn the game? And, and that way it comes that much more natural and that much more quick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that pair that with his quick release, his ability to run the ball, mm-hmm. and everything is is married together and it looks great. You know what I mean? He could be that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so there's a ton of upside with him there. By all accounts, that's the kind of character that, he possesses is he's a guy that's going to stay late work put the time in and try to become that so i mean that's great news trying to guess who who which quarterback is going to like blossom into who is like it's tough for us to do it's tough for nfl gms to get paid millions of dollars to do that's why if he's a top 10 pick we kind of just have to throw the dart well and 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 it's nice when you see it out of you know alabama we expect them to win games you're a quarterback for alabama like you don't have to be that good to win a lot of games sure at Kentucky, you have to be pretty good to win a lot of games in the SEC. <laughs> you absolutely do. And, and another thing that I forgot to mention about Bryce, uh, Bryce Young, and, and we can bring it right into this conversation, mm-hmm. he wasn't making a lot of tight window throws. He didn't need to. He His didn't guys need to. were wide ass. That's true. That, you know is, what I mean? that is a very good point. And, and a guy like Will Levis here in Kentucky, he's got to make tighter throws. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's got to make some of those kind of throws. So that's I do like seeing that out of maybe you know the smaller school guys, maybe not the, the, the top of the rung in, in college football. Those guys have a tendency to have much better weapons around him. And for Will Levis, when he got turf toe in week five, he had to miss multiple weeks of game. They he missed five games. They lost four out of five games, and they were just bad again. And to his credit, when he came back, they won. They made it their bowl game. They yep. won their big bowl game because of him as well. So, like, he helped Kentucky put Kentucky on the map. Like, he – Yes. I mean, Kentucky's always on the map. But you know what I mean? Like, he helped Kentucky play good football. It was all because of Will Levis. Yeah. Like, all of it. So yeah. – the potential is there. Like his ceiling's much higher than Bryce Young's. Like I, I agree with that. It's mm-hmm. much higher. I agree with that um, totally. Because he he you know the numbers don't bear it out, but he can add something in the running game as well. Yes, in the NFL. He, can. he can do the zone read stuff and get you some cheap yards he's here and there. He's a good athlete for yeah, sure. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. And he's got the size too to he's take that beating. Six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds. Yeah, he could be get across the goal line. And say, he's kind of like a crazy man. Like when he's when he scrambles a little too much. Sometimes. He'll jump over people and lower his shoulder. Yeah, and that was. It, that was kind of like Josh Allen. That was what put way. Josh yeah. Allen in my brain a little bit because he he does kind of throw his body around a little bit, but he's got the size to back it up. He's not two forty five like Josh Allen, but two hundred thirty is a pretty solid quarterback. Yeah. And, and if you, I heard a lot of Josh Allen, uh, like when studying uh, Will Levis, but like I keep going back to like I know granted Justin Herbert's like six six, but like I kept going with a stronger more to like. Justin, that's why I go. He doesn't have Josh him. Allen's arm. He's got a strong arm, but it's not elite like Mahomes or Allen. Yeah, no, I agree. With it's that. more on the quick release. Yeah, but I would say, like, if I'm sitting at one five, so again, this is all presumption. He's going top ten. Um, if I'm sitting at one five and Will Levis is there, I feel really good about that. Like, I feel like I have a really upside player here. Yep, I agree. Um, I have a player. I have a player here who's probably not going to help me year one that much, which is. I'm fine with if I'm at one five. I'm still, I'm not even stuck in the middle. I'm kind of the bottom tier. So him not coming in, 
other people get helped out to be a better position to draft higher mm-hmm. in 24 as well. So the 24 class, that top five is going to be super elite. Just to let you know, 24, you're going to have Caleb Williams, Brock Bowers, Trayvon Henderson, Drake may uh, Marvin Harrison jr. Like it's a, you want a top five pick. So he will also help you in that position as well. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't work out, you'll be, you'll be fine in 24 as well. So let, so. Me, let me ask you guys a general question real fast. Mm-hmm. What let's say, let's let's say Tampa Bay jumps into the top five and drafts Will Levis. Do you feel, do you guys feel good about that type of move? Cause I know it's obviously a, a team that needs a, a quarterback, but maybe they don't have the track record of bringing along a young quarterback. Maybe they don't have that guy. And like if it, Bruce Aarons was still the head coach, I'd feel a lot better. I'd feel a lot better. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but it like, is there a difference between like them doing that or like a guy like Frank Reich in your guys' mind? Because there is in my mind. Or Shane Steichen, Steichen yeah. from yeah. Uh, the Colts who's worked with Jalen Hurts. Like that's who I want. Yeah, before that, he was with Philip Rivers and, and Justin Herbert. Like that's who he was working so, with. So, so would you rather would you rather have a guy definitely drafted in the top five or top ten or whatever this this magical cutoff that we're uh, you know Jared had had talked about, or would you rather him land in a place that? Hey, this guy has got a proven track record for for you know developing quarterbacks. I, I'm because me personally, yeah, obviously both is ideal. But I, I would, I mean, I a defensive minded head coach that doesn't have a strong offensive staff and and like with a reputation of, of de- developing. Uh, I'll say this: that's a little iffy for me. It's it's bleeding into next show a little bit, but Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I feel confident enough wherever they go. I think that they have a good opportunity to flourish. I think Anthony Richardson and Will Levis need somebody need more like that. And that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yep. Agree. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jarrett, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, hey, I'm hey, looking this way. How's the bottom of that totem um, pole looking? Before oh, we get no, into our no, next no, quarterback for Matt just, Scott for us, why don't you tell us a little bit about our friends at FFPC? Yes. FFPC. Absolutely. The best place for that high stakes dynasty league. If you want to go over there and you want to play in a $77 league, you can do that. If you're like, I want to be a little bit more of a baller. I want $2,500. That sounds better to me. You can do that as well. So you can do whatever you want over at FFPC. The biggest selling point, we will say it every single time because there's nothing worse than going into rebuild, getting the sweet team. You have all these picks in 2023 where I'm going to get Bijan. Mm. I'm going to get Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm going to get Bryce Young wow. and CJ Stroud. And I'm going to, I'm going to build it all up. And then the league folds and everybody leaves and it's, it's, it's done. That does that literally does not happen at FFPC. It's never happened. And I don't think it ever will happen at FFPC. They will fill those orphans, even if they have to discount the price to make sure that they fill up those teams. Fire sale. They will make sure that that happens. So all of these leagues always happen. So I hear all the time, oh, I would do more dynasty, but I just don't have, I don't have the right guys to play with. But go over to FFPC, get that taken care of. Better yet, when you go there, put in promo code nerds. You want to take one of those $77 teams just to try it out? Well, you mean pro- promo code nerds in, you get $25 off that entry. I'm not great at math, but I think that's about 52 bucks. You that's for orphans. That's for math. orphans too. That's like which 33% is, off. That's <laughs> the big season we're in right now is the dynasty orphan season. Yeah. So you can get a $77 team for, if it's 25 bucks, you get 25 bucks off your first year. And it might be listed yep. for 60 bucks. So you're really only getting for like 40 bucks, yeah. right. 35 bucks. My math is good. Get, get some sort of discount there. So head on, head on over to FFPC. That's my FFPC.com. Go to the Dynasty page. You can look for those orphans available. Make sure you use the promo code NURSE to get that $25 off. Okay, let's get back into it. The next quarterback here is Tanner McKee. McKee! 
Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback from Stanford, six foot six, a towering six foot six, two hundred thirty-one pounds, nine and three eighths inch hands. He is twenty-two years old, and he did a broad jump of one hundred fourteen inches. Uh, I think he did a vertical thirty-three. Not bad. Not not great. Not bad. Um, last year, twenty nine hundred and forty seven yards passing, thirteen touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he was another one of these guys with negative ninety and the rushing I'm, uh, total. Rushing scale. So, you need to get. You need to get Rich's rushing numbers. With the real rushing he, numbers? Yeah, he doesn't include the negatives. Well, whatever I downloaded from does. <laughs> so there we go. He'll be twenty three when the season starts too. <clears throat> Will he? I think so. Not... Turn twenty three in the season. Okay. Just letting you know. During the season? Yeah. Oh, wait. What month are we in? It's March. It yep. is March. Tax next, season. Next month. month. Next month. That's why I don't know what day it is <laughs> or what month. And yes, he'll be, 20, he'll, be, he'll be 23 in April. End of April. Yep. Coming soon. It's, mm-hmm. it's real funny with this uh, this draft class. Either, like most of these guys are six foot tall and 25 years old. <laughs> like they're all old and <laughs> At short. At least he's tall. COVID. He is. This Except guy's for Stroud. super tall, very skinny, watching him. Outside, I'm talking about outside the top five guys. And uh, yeah. Bryce Young, they're... 25 years old or six foot. <laughs> it's the COVID effect, man. These guys got extra years of eligibility. They all hung around and uh, boosted it's dress. True. It's true. Yep. So, yeah, I, I like Tanner McKee enough. You always like those Stanford guys. I do. I like Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh, well, if you like Davis Mills, here's 2.0. Well, and, and for a guy that will Could be pro- the same guy. Yeah. For a guy that will probably go in a similar range, he's probably going to be third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in that range that he'll probably go. He's your stereotypical Quarterback, backup. He he will be a pro style offense. He's got he's got great size. I mean, when we're talking about size wise, he's got some of the best size of anybody in this class. So he at least has that going for him. He's got a fairly strong arm. It's not as strong as I want it to be for a guy of his size. I thought it was going to be a little bit better, but I think he's got a solid arm. I thought he I thought he navigated for not a great athlete. I thought he navigated the pocket decently well. He's not going to get out and run. That's not his game overall. He does it from time to time, but that's not something that he's going to do very often. Uh, I I think he was fairly accurate, but he didn't get the opportunities that some of these other quarterbacks did in these you know high flying offenses. This is a much more conservative, much more low key offense. And he put up okay numbers, but I think he's somebody that could perform better at the next level, similar to Davis Mills. Davis Mills didn't put up great numbers either at Stanford, but played up and was a solid quarterback at the next level. I don't think he's going to be great, I, I, but I think he's of this next tier, after we talk about these top four and Hayden Hooker or Hendon Hooker, he's kind of the next guy after that. And I'm comfortable with him there. Yeah, he's right there. If you like, again, if you like Davis Mills, this is 2.0. Um, I, literally, I think we said the same thing about Davis Mills. Like, oh, I've given the opportunity. You know, like this guy could probably start some games, and, and he did. And, and he, he was did. solid for and two he, years. He was okay. Solid. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, for a terrible Texans team, eh, he did better Taco than Bell on Mac the Jones. Than solid, but you know, it's okay. Um, he did more than Mark Jones did. Well, yeah, it's not saying a lot though. Um, if you like, so I mean, if you like Davis Mills, like Garrett said, this guy has, you know, he's big. He throws a really nice spiral. Mm-hmm. His arm's strong enough. Uh, but he's a pure pocket passer. If pure pocket. He, passer. He's a mature fella. Um, he's already married. He, 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 already, he already did his Mormon mission, so he's a mature guy. Canadian. So he's got. <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. But uh, who was that? Chubbard. <laughs> Canadian. What can I say? He's Canadian. I mean, 
His, inter- <laughs> his interceptions sometimes are a little too much. His accuracy and ball placement are mad to me. Um, to me, he's somebody who relies on his arm more than like his mechanics, really. So he stands back there uh, and just kind of relies on his strong arm. Garrett mentioned it. I mean, this dude's got some heavy feet, man. He's he's not very mobile in the pocket. And, and when he does like get pressured, like he just falls apart. Uh, that's what's going to be my biggest knock on the guy. Like he, he, he gets like twitchy when things are around him. And that like he's he's pretty good. He's got pretty good accuracy to your point mm-hmm. when things are clean around him, but he gets twitchy when when stuff's going on around him. He's he's like he looks like a jerk, like a baby, uh, not giraffe, yeah, baby giraffe. Like he's <laughs> got like because he, he's such long legs and everything. Yeah, I don't, like it just sounds like Davis Mills giraffe. <laughs> That was the neck. This guy, I don't <laughs> know. Drafts are known for Matt. Next, <laughs> but they got long legs too, Rich. <laughs> okay, I guess yeah. If you're six six, I hope you got long legs too. Uh, I don't know, man. He does have a pretty long neck. Looking at this picture, I mean, I mean, if you're six six, a lot of part I mean, of you look, are long. Look at that. That's a, that's a pretty good size neck. I mean, it's there. not Davis Mills neck, but it's, it's a long well, neck. But no one is. The collar does hide a little bit. You're right. Yeah. Um, but Matt, I mean, you saw his yeah. when he gets pressured, his completion percentage went from sixty six point five percent. To forty one percent, it was a big time drop off, and that that I mean that's my biggest knock on the guy. Like to me, he's strong. He's he's less he's less Davis yeah, Mills and more like Mike. Yeah. He's like more Mike Lennon to me. I went. He's more. He's less Davis Mills, more Mike Carson Lennon. Strong. Okay, I mean that's a more. I Let mean, me, could, we don't. What is Carson Strong like for the NFL? Is he even NFL? Yeah, exactly. There's no. There's no comp. No, that's why I went. Mike, that's why I went Mike Lennon. Like Mike Lennon was a very tall guy. He he looked to me very similar to this long guy, neck. and he, he had a long neck. He had long legs, um, <laughs> but he just he just never materialized into anything more than just Speaking like. Speaking of long, let's talk about Nick Foles. Every, <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. Once in a while, it was okay. So obviously, there's four top quarterbacks in this class that mm-hmm. are projected to go like early top. I mean, early first round. Is there any strategy that you guys use when? I mean, most of these other guys that we're going to be talking about are you know, borderline rookie picks. Um, do you guys have any strategy on like how you approach taking other quarterbacks outside of the first round? Like, is there any sort of attributes that you're looking for draft capital like, landing spot? Like, I mean, what so, are you guys looking for? So for and me, do, you, do so, you take quarterbacks outside, you know, these guys Or obviously if they're second round pick, you probably would, but yeah, if we're talking Day third, three guys. third and plus. So for me, like, um, I hadn't had like a solid, Hey, this is what I do in this kind of situation. But this, this past year, I kind of, I thought to myself when Brock Purdy like kind of came out of nowhere, like it's, it's guys like that, that make me go kind of rethink my processes. Mm -hmm. Like what did I miss in that evaluation that like, because he was so good at the end of the year. I mean, he's mm-hmm. looking like a guy that could end up being their franchise quarterback. How did everything? Because you didn't watch the film. How did I miss? <laughs> exactly. Like, how did I miss that? Why didn't I like at least catch on? And Kyle Shanahan's offense has been so QB friendly for years. Like that's somebody that like in the back of my mind, I should, no matter where they get drafted, I should have a look at that guy. You know what I mean? Because because Kyle has seen something in him, mm-hmm. and he makes his offense super easy for these quarterbacks. He just seems to rotate whatever backup kind of comes in, and he makes them look like a, a competent NFL quarterback. Yeah. So are there are there any other quarterback friendly systems like that um, around the league? Um, maybe it's a maybe it's a Kyle you know Kyle Shannon disciple or something like that, like a Mike McDaniel's. Like if if they draft a guy super late, you know, Mister Irrelevant or something like that, do you go ahead and just pick him up on a whim? Because who knows, the guy in front of him is, is concussed three times in one season. 
you know, like, is that the process? Do you just kind of go after guys in systems? Because I think that is kind of going to be where I think that's a big part of where I land. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Skylar Thompson looked pretty good in Miami system for that one star. He looked pretty good. So that's kind of saying, hey, does Mike McDaniel's system kind of translate from where? Exactly. Kyle Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. And and Skylar Thompson came in and looked pretty good, right? So, you know, I think that I think it's a really good point. What you just said, like, where, where, what system do they land in? What, um, what kind of path do they have? Uh, they're like to Miami. We know to his head is, you know, well, he's one hit away from having multiple starts. Now they have Skylar Thompson. They might be happy with them. Like a situation like that, you know, but those are uh, like that. That I feel like is obvious. You know what I mean? Like the the next layer is just, it just the flat out system. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause when Brock Purdy was drafted, Jimmy Garoppolo was there. Uh, Trey Lance was there. Nobody was paying. I didn't even pay attention to Brock Purdy. I was like, eh, third quarterback. They just drafted him. Nobody is Mr. Relevant. Tossed him in the bin and looked the other direction. And that's what I need to eliminate out of out of my process. That's what I found I need to eliminate uh, mm-hmm. out of the process from a guy like Brock Purdy hitting in me like completely ignoring. And, and in Superflex leagues where you had the rights to players for two years, that's probably your best gamble. Like right. instead of gamble on like these running backs or tight like you're probably like, okay, what quarterback was drafted? Let me draft him. I can put it on, throw my tax squad two years and someone comes up. What system what, was he drafted into? What's with it? What, is it a is it a, a defensive minded coach with with no real background of bringing guys along? Maybe those guys are still discarded, no. but or or is it a guy that's that has brought along players? Well, when it when it comes to traits though, the two traits that I if I'm going to take a day three quarterback, if I'm going to draft one, I want guys that release the ball quickly and process information quickly because yeah. those guys stick on NFL teams. Guys with you know, fantastic athletes or huge arms. That's awesome. But if they can't pick up the playbook and they can't get the ball out quickly, they're not going to stick as a backup for these teams for very long. So the guys that actually have a chance to stick around and then if they get a start, do they produce or not? Then we'll find out about them. But I at least want a chance for them to stick around. And if they're quick processors and they get the ball out quick, chances are they're going to be able to stick around. I've said this podcast for the last nine years, my two favorite attributes for a quarterback that I want are, I want to be smart. I want to be accurate. There's my two, I don't care if he could throw the ball 90 yards. I don't care if he throw, well, you know, 50, I don't care if he throw a ball through the uprights from his knees. I don't care. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be accurate. Most throws in the NFL are under 20 yards. Um, and you just want to be able to process information, like you said, and you want to be able to put the ball on the numbers. That's what I want. Because you, you, then you'll have an opportunity at some point. And I think mobility definitely is it starting helps. to come in it, a lot more. And I think this next guy you guys are about to talk about kind of fits in to maybe a guy you might want to throw into that kind of mold. All right, so uh, the next guy up on the list here is Stetson Bennett, um, quarterback out of Georgia. He's on my list of draftable players. Yeah, he is. 5'11", 192 pounds. (laughs) Stetson Bennett? I just wanted to make sure that's just the same guy you were talking about. about. (laughs) I looked at the list. Tenet Chans. um, He is 25 years old. He'll be 26. October. uh, In October. Uh, He ran a 4.67, though, in in the 40-yard dash. He's a winner. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, 118-inch broad, 33.5-inch vertical. Last year, he threw for 4,128 yards. 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So, I mean, impressive numbers there. And he, uh, did he rush for 10 touchdowns? Bennett, yeah, he yeah. ran for Jeez. quite a bit. Two, 205 surprised. yards and 10 other touchdowns. That's, wow. Dude, he was good, man. I did not see, like, I obviously, I copied all these stats down from, uh, from a site. That's, that's a lot, man. Holy cow. I just not did not realize he had scored 10 touchdowns. Right on place, the right time, man. Goes yep. a long way. <laughs> uh, hell of a defense, hell of an offense. Heck yeah. Well, and there were a lot of highly rated quarterbacks that have been in their quarterback room and 
he just kind of kept seeming to keep the job. Like, yeah, he's, a, he's got a cool story. Came yep. in as a walk on, yep. left the program left for junior Juco, yep. and actually called like after uh, he like uh, who's it uh, after Justin Fields Justin left. Fields, yeah, they called him and said, "Hey, want to come back and try out again?" And he did. And then he wasn't even the starter, and the starter got hurt. Mm-hmm. And he came in and won a national championship. Just tell, speaks to his character and the type of guy he is. Character yeah. those in the sense of work ethic and determination. He, For there sure. There are some other off-the-field questionable things character-wise. Did, did he get drunk or something like that? He got yeah, drunk. It was it was during the during the combine. He got arrested. Or not arrested. He, they locked him up for the night. Senior Bowl? No, yeah. it was during the Senior Bowl. Yeah, but he wasn't at the Senior Bowl. In his defense, he's 25 years old. He can drink. <laughs> it's true, but you don't want to <laughs> be in jail. No, I know. No, <laughs> just, but he's not, like, does. he's not like 20. Right, he's not underage. <laughs> he's 25, dude. Like he, He's been drinking at bars for five years, <laughs> four years. When I watched Stetson Bennett, he's on my draftable list of super flex quarterbacks because there's a lot of guys in this list that are not draftable mm-hmm. for me. He falls on a category of draftable because he is to me. He screams perennial backup, right? Like he's going to be on a roster and maybe gets an opportunity just like he did in college, and he sticks, right? And like he's he's Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton's way bigger than him, but you know what I mean. So Garrett said Colt McCoy earlier. Colt McCoy is a really good stat, nope. you know, like yeah, but like he's more that. of like he's stat. like that AJ McCarron, right? No, like Colt McCoy is a good stat. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's a good Cut stat. Um, puts you know, AJ McCarron, like on a really good team, right place, right time. You know, Ken Dorsey. Uh, back back with Miami, but you know this is somebody who reads the field really well, throws with really good anticipation. He's always safe, right? Throws a safe, keeps his interceptions really really low, runs the ball really really well. Didn't take a lot of sacks at Georgia at all. Um, so his mobility is very solid, as you mentioned with his rushing stats. Um, his frame will limit that a little bit at the NFL, but you know he has that in, in his backpack. He's, again, he's only five foot eleven. He has a really quick release, but he's older. His size and frame aren't ideal for the NFL. His deep ball is just okay, it is okay. at best. Yeah. And, I mean, he benefited from a lot of talent around him. He did. So, I, I in a super flex league, again, this is the kind of player, like, once I get through all the running backs, I get through those tight ends, like, all right, Stetson Benzer, I'll grab him. I'll stick in my taxi squad for two years, see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that's going to get a shot somewhere. Um, you know, he's five foot eleven, hundred ninety two. So he he's got the same sort of questions that Bryce Young does because they're roughly the same size. Um, but he's he doesn't have probably any. I mean, he's, his upside's just nowhere near. Uh, you know what Bryce Young says. He's a distributor. I, I feel like he's he's he he can go operate an offense. You know what I mean? Like he, he's twenty five years old. He, he's been he's done it. He's he, I feel like once he gets into an offense in the NFL, he's going to absorb it and he's going to be able to run that offense. It's never going to look great. Like I don't think he he doesn't do anything exceptionally well. He's Gardner Minshew, right? Like he comes in, you're like, could he lead an NFL team? Maybe he could lead. NFL. He's like Tyler Haneke, Gardner Minshew. Like, could he run an NFL team? Like he comes sure. in and he yeah, has yeah. a game that looks good. You're like, oh, that's Baker Mayfield I mean, right now. Like he he won back to back national championships. Let's give this guy. Like he's the guy that you know everybody's always screaming for the backup quarterback when the quarterback's not oh. playing well. Like I mean, won back to back championships at. Uh, Georgia, like he looked really good. Like, well, the defense didn't really plan for him. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. You think he goes in there and wins back-to-back natties versus like Alabama? I, I will. I will give him some credit. Watching him uh, during the NFL Combine, he was ready because his his deep ball looked solid. Looked his his out routes. His I mean, everything was on point. Now, it's in shorts. It's in shorts. No pressure. No rush. Like there. there's there's nothing there. There's but no way that's six foot six. He's with a little their more uh, put together than I thought he was too. He is. He is. He's solid. So real good combine. Real good. He, he he did himself some favors there, 
but I still don't know if there's a legitimate path to be consistent starter at the NFL level. That's, Probably not. That's where I kind of land with him. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm not sure he's consistent. I think enough. he's a, he's gonna I, have a Colt McCoy career. Yeah. He, he has perennial backup is my notes. He has yeah. adequate. Those guys have value. Adequate arm strength yeah. and stuff. I mean, like, so for you know, superflex. If he's hanging around in the sixth round, uh, I yeah. definitely fifth round up. even. I would yeah, do it. yeah. Fifth, fifth sixth round. That's kind of where I see Stenson about it. If he's a perennial backup and he's gonna get a, a you know every couple of years or so in here like a couple game two game stretch three game stretch of a starter that's value that's your flex spot that's right. value. That's absolutely. All right. Um, all right. So moving on to our next prospect, we're going to go Jaron Hall, quarterback BYU. Six foot, <laughs> two, <laughs> 207, nine and a half inch um, hands, 24 years old, going to be 25, 25 here old, uh, this month. Yep. Um, Another so, one. 3,171 yards passing. 31 touchdowns, six interceptions, 350 yards rushing, and an additional three touchdowns this past season. Yeah. What do you guys think? So, Jaron Hall is a solid athlete. Yeah. And he was physically present at the Senior Bowl. Uh, (laughs) We... Look, I don't, I don't want to tear the kid to shreds because there are small things that you do see that excite you. Specifically, he, he's a good athlete. I mean, he is a, he is a very good athlete. Mm-hmm. The, the problem that I had watching his tape is the arm strength just really isn't there. Um, he struggled on deep throws. He didn't have a lot of velocity on his throws consistently. Um, he seemed to, even though he was a good athlete, pressure still seemed to bother him quite a bit. I thought he looked his best when he was rolling out and throwing the ball. I agree. I agree. I think that was, and he could use a little bit of the athleticism and get yep. outside the pocket because he's not a big guy. Uh, so this this screams like sixth round developmental type of quarterback to me. Definitely. That has some traits, but just not enough to really get me very excited. I did not see the same sort of arm strength. I thought his arm strength was adequate. So, I oh, mean, really? Not, I didn't like it at you all. You didn't like it at all, no. huh? Um, it wasn't enough that I was like, oh, this guy stinks. But maybe it was because I watched him right after Stenson Bennett or something, and sure. that guy doesn't have a gun <laughs> it either. It you back in <laughs> It's just like, all right, yeah, that yeah. looks normal. That's why. I just, you know, <laughs> when you looked at a lot of those, it wasn't even necessarily the deep passes as much as it was like in those tight window throws when that guy needs to rocket one in there. Mm-hmm. It just has no didn't, velocity. It didn't have the zip that I wanted it to. He doesn't have zip. He's small. Um, there were some things on tape I liked about Jaron Hall. Um, Me too. I, I thought yeah, he had really good accuracy. I thought he had some really nice touch. I thought he led his receivers mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, I thought, you know, seeing a, he was super athletic. He did play baseball at two, for two years at BYU as well. Um, like Matt said, I, I thought he looked really good on the run. Mm-hmm. He throws the, I thought he threw the, threw the ball really well on the run. Um, but I also saw, thought Zach Wilson threw the ball really well on the run. That's what I, I, hate, I hate to say it, but like I was watching him and I'm like, I really like Zach Wilson in the same offense. And now all of a sudden this guy does, he looks okay. You know what I mean? I love Zach Wilson. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, is it it just the offense that like kind of is an easy college offense to operate? And yeah. So to be fair, I think Zach Wilson's more in the head. He's out there worrying about his mom's best friend more than the playbook. So that's an issue. So <laughs> we could have some. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's interested. He falls in the category. Well, we just talked about with Jared. Like if he's there in the sixth round, instead of taking some other wide receiver, I would draft Jer- like I would draft Jaron Hall in the sixth round. And 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 to your point, if this was a guy that got drafted by like a Kyle Shannon or Mike McDaniel's, I'd be like, okay, I think he's got some things to like 
to work with. I, mm-hmm. I will maybe, maybe I'll bump them up into like the fourth round or fifth round. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of like fifth slash sixth round consideration, kind of uh, one of those things. So I do think uh, out of the guys that we're kind of talking about, I think he's got a little bit of upside. And he, he didn't, he didn't have to make a ton of reads in the offense too. I like to see guys that have to make a few more reads that are a little more advanced there. But he went through his reads, I thought, okay. When I watched, I thought he went through his reads pretty quick. When when given the opportunity, I thought so. But most of most of their plays, it didn't didn't require it. It was just but turn and throw. And to be fair, turn and throw. outside of like the big schools, there's a lot of schools. It's true. I mean, we, we made the same ar- argument about like Hennon Hooker. Like he was amazing. Like he worked with pretty much just half the field. Mm-hmm. So who's our last prospect? All right, our last guy is Jake Hayner, um, Fresno State quarterback. Guess uh, how big this dude is. It's going to be. going to sound like a broken record, but he's six foot two oh seven, uh, just like the last guy. You got J H and J H. Uh, nine three eighths inch hands. Uh, he's going to be twenty four in the next couple of days, and uh, he had one hundred and fourteen inch broad jump, thirty five inch vertical. Last year he threw for two thousand eight hundred ninety six yards. 20 touchdowns, three interceptions, and a negative rushing stat line of negative uh, 123 yards last year, two touchdowns. So let's see. What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, he left Fresno State with the highest completion percentage in school history, 68.1%. Woo! Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth all-time in passing yards um, and completions. Fifth all-time in passing touchdowns. Athletic, good accuracy on short and intermediate routes. I uh, thought he did a good job leading the receiver. thought he was a pretty smart quarterback, good pocket presence, showed some anticipation, standing in the, talk, stood in the pocket pretty tall. You, did, you thought so? Because I thought yeah. that dude was like fadeaway jumper. Oh, every, really? Every See, I, I thought every he handled time. the blitz pretty well. Yeah, I thought he did too. Every time somebody was in his face, I'll go back. It. I'll go back watch, and watch it. Watch it. Okay. He, he, dude does not stand in to make a throw. He, he uh, fades. Fades. I thought, All right, I'll go back and watch. I thought his um, I thought he did not have a quick release. I thought he did not have a strong arm. I thought he stared down his receivers hardcore, mm-hmm. um, inconsistent on the deep ball. Had a couple of nice uh, back shoulder. Uh, it was weird because <laughs> it's the first guy I had just like nothing. Nice he, he, I mean, he had a, he had a See, couple I actually kind of like Jake. Did you? See, <laughs> yeah, but it was weird because like his deep ball, like he does, like he'd throw a ball and like a nice back shoulder catch. I'm like, oh, that's a nice throw. And then like two in a row, you're like, he's like. 10 yards away. You're like, what the hell was that? So it's like, and when he, um, he missed a lot of his deep ball. I saw a sound. was his PF ever. What on his deep balls. Um, he only threw the ball 20 yards plus downfield 21% of the time. Hmm. That's it. So he barely threw the ball downfield, which with an yeah. arm like that, you don't really expect it to him. He's, He's not really on my board. I wrote he is an undersized guy that doesn't do anything exceptionally well. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's, I, a, he's, he's might off get a, my super flex. He board. might get a cup of coffee in the league, but we'll likely see him in an AFL or XFL uniform. Yeah, I, I liked him a little bit more than year. you guys did. It, you know, he actually had like a fantastic career touchdown to interception ratio, um, the fifty-three to twelve. So I mean, he he didn't make poor decisions. He put the ball where it needed to be for the most part. Uncle Rico would throw I, a ball over mountain. But not where it needs to be, just <laughs> over, over, <laughs> just to spot. Uh, so I actually, I actually liked him a little bit. I liked him more than Jaron Hall. Okay, uh, where I didn't want Hall at it's all. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. So tomato. you know, I like a different one. Right. To, to to each his own there at the end. It, but still, like best case scenario, I'm drafting with like the eleventh pick in the fourth round. Like you know, I'm not taking him anywhere in Reflex League. Fourth so. round's way too high for me. The eleventh pick in the fourth round is. 
the 17th pick in the fourth round zero is too dollar, much for me. Yeah. Zero dollar bid after the rookie draft. There you go. So that's it. Uh, we're going to get our next episode. We're going to break down CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, Max Dugan, Malik Cunningham. And we'll talk a little Aiden O'Connell, bring up uh, Adrian Martinez. A <laughs> hey, slow down on Aiden, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden. Aiden. Aiden no. Clayton. Clayton Toon, Dorian Thompson. Uh, if you want to jump in this episode, all you got to do is go to Underdog, Anal deposit $10, use the promo code NERDS, and uh, yeah, we'll lube you up. And we'll get all that and our tools, and you can watch this film on these players too and see what we're talking about. We'll be back next week breaking down the rookie running backs, leading the show off with no other than Bijan Robinson. Can't wait. Adios.